taking you on a journey for the pursuit of PPC. Welcome to PPC Rockstars. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our hosts and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. We're cashing in the clicks with the PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. Hey, PPC friends. Yep, it's another episode of PPC Rockstars. And today we have a new guest, a, a rising star, uh, somebody you've seen if you are a participant in PPC chat on Twitter. And uh, I'm speaking, of course, about Natalie Bereda. Natalie, did I get your last name correctly? Yep, you got it. All right. Natalie is the paid search director at Pointit. Pointit is a, um, a full service agency or just PPC? Full service. Full service. One would think it was PPC because so many great PPC managers have come out of the place. Uh, of course, um, Lisa Sanders still there, right? Yep, that she and is. Katie Tonkin. Um, let's see who else. Kim Thomas. Yeah, Maddie Carey. Maddie Carey, right? Yeah, um, we've had, we've had a number. Yeah. Even the great Christy Olson that worked there for some time. Oh, that's right. Christy did. Yes. Who's, who's now at Microsoft and who's been on the show. Yes. So, Natalie, I reached out to you. We don't know each other. Well, that, we'll rectify that soon. Yes. But uh, <laughs> I reached out to you because of a couple of great articles that you had published on the Ad Stage blog. And I can see we're kindred spirits because of the fact that one of the articles is about the Google Display Network. And I'm a huge fan, as a lot of the listeners know, of the Google Display Network. And... Um, the title of the article is Stop Dismissing the GDN and Engage Traffic That Converts. And the, the, uh, the thrust of it is that, um, number one, the GDN gets a, has a bad reputation, which is undeserved. Yes. And uh, number two, you can actually get conversions from it. So I thought we could kind of walk through the article. Um, you mentioned some of my favorite uh, targeting tactics and uh, the first one is custom affinity audiences. So what, what are those and how do they work? Yeah, so, you, you know, uh, as you said, the GDN definitely does get a bad rap. And it's Google has really, I feel, in the past couple of months, even couple of years, has really invested quite a bit of effort into rectifying that bad reputation that the GDN gets and just uh, releasing these uh, more updated targeting tactics and allowing you to get a little bit more granular um, is really, really changing the game, I think, for upper funnel uh, marketing and paid search. So um, you had mentioned the custom affinity audiences, which are super, super interesting um, because they allow you, Google has always had those kind of pre-made, pre-grouped together affinity audiences um, that have, um, you know, you could kind of go in and break down how granular you want to get, but really it allows you to take the control in your hands. So what it does is it allows you to either input keyword, uh, you know, a set of keywords, a set of interests, or even like a set of like URLs, places, or apps that will um, really kind of create this custom audience for you. So, you know, there's kind of the, the, more common way that I think uh, advertisers use it, which is looking into building audiences off of their top search keywords. So 
say, for example, you're a um, paid search company, right? You're a paid, you're a, you're a paid search marketing um, uh, firm and you want to create a custom audience. So kind of the no brainer would be to create an audience based off of someone who's interested in paid search advertising, PPC marketing, um, you know, even display marketing, digital advertising, things of that sort. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the common way people use it. But I think that there's even more interesting ways that people that you can use it and ways that I've seen that drive really just honestly mind-blowing results. Um, one of the ways that I found is, you know, we one of the common tactics us paid search marketers use is um, use like doing competitor conquesting. So mm-hmm. bidding competitor keywords, um, delivering messaging that's uh, that's tailored to specific competitors. You know, calling out your your unique propositions over others. Um, but what you can do is, with custom affinity audiences is, is build an audience off of your competitor names. So it'll allow you to target users who are actually interested in your competitors. So say you're a shoe company and you want to find people who are interested in, you know, brands such as like Nike, Adidas, things of that sort. You could use those brand names, either their URLs, their names, the more information um, you put in, the more data you can get in that audience. It'll allow you to do some you know, more, a little bit broader range uh, competitor conquesting. And I've seen, right. seen some really, just honestly, ridiculous results with it. Um, right. This is something that advertisers get really excited about. Every client that I've used this with gets really excited about the fact that they're able to kind of, in a way, you know, go after their competitors, uh, their competitors' customers. Right. Absolutely. Hey, I, I just want to underscore one thing, and that is that uh, – the whole concept of defining audiences is uh, kind of new for search uh, marketers in that, uh, and, and even people who have tried keyword targeting and topic targeting and placement targeting for GDN, for display advertising, in that we're defining a set of people where uh, we're going to follow those people around on the display network similarly to the way that remarketing ads work. Mm-hmm. So, so we're talking about... Uh, defining a group of people who will see the ads, not defining a group of sites where the ads will appear, right? Exactly. Yes, absolutely. So something that I think has been a really interesting shift in the industry is, and I think that is a really important thing for us as paid search marketers to keep in mind is that it is moving away from making sure that you're showing on the right place and you're showing on the right keyword, right? right. Like AdWords is changing up how... Has, has changed so much how keywords are mapped or queries are mapping to keywords with changing the close variant uh, matching, the exact but not really exact match type nowadays. Right. Um, it's less about determining the right placement and it's a lot more about thinking about your customer. And it's a lot more, I've been using this um, kind of methodology is like it's ca- it's forcing us to be less of paid search marketers and just be really good marketers right. and it's about thinking about your personas it's about thinking about who your customer is what are the things that they're interested in you know the things that they're interested in might not be something that you that you advertise you know Very if you're point. selling yeah if you're selling sneakers 
you, you know, can conquest on terms such as, or build audiences off of competitors such as Nikes, Adidas, things like that. But, you know, these are also people that might be interested in, um, you know, 5Ks, people who are interested in, like, the Tough Mudder kind of, co like, competitions, things like that. So it allows you to just be a little bit more creative, and I don't think that's something that um, paid search marketers in the past have been able to leverage. Right. That's a very good point. They, I think the, the very first uh, way that most marketers uh, use audience definition is to put in their own keywords and put in their own um, their own uh, URLs, which is which is fine, which is uh, mm -hmm. certainly a good place to start. But um, going back to what you just said, uh, frequently you want to reach an audience that. Uh, is is not strictly related to your product or service, but is just uh, interested in a a uh, a topic or uh, a hobby that um, you can target uh, using these these custom audiences. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I think it honestly has made our job a little bit more more fun, a little bit more interesting, yeah. and it's allowing us to just have like better, more strategic conversations. And I notice that advertisers just get a lot more excited about it. I agree. Hey, listen, we're going to pause now for uh, some important messages from our audience. And uh, Natalie, please stay with us, and listeners, don't go away. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. Catholic Charities is committed to providing life's basic needs. We thank you for bringing us all here today, letting these people understand how Catholic Charities runs and how important these people are. And we ask you to guide them, to protect them, and keep them here forever because this community needs them. Visit www.catholiccharitiesusa.org to learn more. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we are back with Natalie Bereda talking about uh, custom audiences for the Google Display Network. 
Um, you gave an example from your article about uh, competitor names, and then there's another good example that I love uh, about um, industry associations and publications and blogs. So uh, help us with that one a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this is you know just kind of thinking through of different ways you can build audiences. I run a lot of advertiser, a lot of advertising uh, dollars for B two B. Um, advertisers. So there's a lot of, just like in our industry, a lot of um, like learning and all of that that happens online. So say, for example, you are, again, a paid search uh, like marketing firm and want to reach paid search marketers. Say you're trying to build, uh, you know, build traffic to your site, drive new leads, all that. You know, a really interesting way to get in front of these people is to target is to, to build audiences off of the sites that they're on. So it's kind of similar to like that um, placement targeting, but it's, I think it's getting just a little bit more interesting. So if I wanted to reach paid search marketers, I would build an audience off of, you know, uh, tr websites such as, you know, PPC Hero, Search Engine Land, Search Engine Journal, all of those, WordStream. Um, I think that is a way to target people um, build audiences off of sites they're interested on. It's again, really thinking about who the persona is and where are they spending their time and building audiences based off of where they're spending their time. Cause you know, we're a lot of these blogs don't actually um, have placements to go and, you know, sh have your GDN ad showing there, but that doesn't necessarily mean you can't target them in a way. Exactly. So going and doing that and building that audiences audience off of that is going to give you a really qualified way to reach your customer based off of the, the sites that they're on, um, but not necessarily showing ads on those specific sites. Great point. And, and the, it, I, I like the fact that you brought up B2B advertising because th this is particularly useful for B2B. Um, you can count on the fact that uh, in any given industry, there are industry associations and industry publications and those are perfect for creating uh, custom affinity audiences. Yeah, absolutely. I've even built audiences off of like um, like subreddits, so building ah. URLs in. I found that to be really interesting. Nice. Uh, getting in front of where people are spending their time again. So if you, I don't know, do IT services or something along those lines. Um, you could build audiences off of subreddits that are specific about IT. So it's a way, it's a more crafty way to get in front of these people. Sure. So, uh, you know, just to underscore again, we're, we're building an audience of people who are interested in certain topics and we're kind of giving Google examples of places that those, those uh, interests, uh, places that people who are interested in those topics tend to frequent. Yeah. So, absolutely. hey, let, let's let's segue into uh, the second uh, targeting type that you mentioned in your article, which is in-market audiences. Another one that I love. Yeah, absolutely. So, in-market audiences has been, um, and now it's available uh, in search, which I've been dying for, and I'm so yeah. thrilled that I can actually use that in my search campaigns. Um, but I found in-market audiences to be Initially, when you think of them, say you're selling pet products or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. um, you go and you search for different in-market audiences, and maybe they don't. There is not one for pet products, so you immediately think, "Oh, this is something I can't use. There, there isn't one for my industry. I can't use that." 
But it's again, thinking about your customer and thinking about what like their persona and what, what it like, what life stage they're at, what it is that they're doing in their life that might be relevant to your, um, that might be relevant to your product. So for example, if you're a pet product and you, there isn't an in in market audience, you, instead of thinking, Oh, I can't use this. Something that you can do is look for in market audiences for potentially people who are buying a new home or people who are, um, you know, moving, things like that. So they're like, if you're buying a new home, that makes me think, uh, maybe you just got married. Maybe you're just starting a family. Maybe you just got a backyard and you want to get a pet. Um, you know, those are things like that. You could use those different signals to really get in front of your customer and do, um, you know, again, think about your customer not necessarily think about exactly does this specific audience drive that specific um, conversion. No, it's about trying to get in front of them and get in front of them in a more creative way. Right. So, you know, one of the examples I had mentioned here is someone who is, say you're a uh, like internet service provider and you can target people by getting like uh, targeting the cable and satellite TV providers or internet service provider segments. Those are easy. Those are kind of no brainers. But then again, you know, people who are looking for internet service or people who just moved into new homes, who just, uh, rented a new place, things like that. So maybe targeting an in-market, an in-market segment for moving and relocation, because these are people who are also qualified for your service, but don't necessarily realize that they need it just yet. Right. So I find that to be very interesting. I've seen very good results of that. Yeah, I wanted to underscore another thing, which is, um, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, creative ways to define audiences, um, and that's that's the mark of a good marketer. The market of a, of a really good marketer is one that takes advantage of the fact that having defined this narrow audience, you can then tailor the ad messaging to that audience and uh, for extra credit, tailor the landing page to match the audience and the, and the ad messaging. So, for example, if you're uh, if if you're getting creative with the uh, with the pets, pet supplies, um, I'm going to give a facetious example. You might be targeting uh, uh, lawn care sites by saying, "Hey, now that you've got this big lawn, lawn, you need you need a dog yeah. with, with pet care products to to populate the the yard." So um, just just uh, uh, defining the audience is, is a great thing and defining it tightly and creatively is a great thing, but ter- tailoring the message and the landing page messaging is uh, really, really where you get the increases in conversion rates. Absolutely. And really um, kind of how in that same example that I had mentioned in my blog for the moving and relocation, so the people who are searching for a place who are in the moving and relocation in market segment, they're definitely at the top of the funnel. They haven't quite realized that they need internet service yet. They are very much so still in the purchasing phase or moving phase, things like that. So making sure that, yeah, you're hitting them with like sequence messaging is you really nurturing them down the funnel. I think um, paid search marketers, we a lot, you know, we're, we're moving away from this now. But historically, we've always been very like last click driven, um, very results driven, which we're still extremely results driven. But it's about 
not only the results that you're seeing like immediately, but how are you getting those results? How are you driving that demand and sequencing that, sequencing that, me that messaging and nurturing those leads down the funnel, down the funnel until they're actually in the purchasing phase? Yep. That's, I think, just going to provide a much better experience and ultimately drive much better results. Right. Hey, we've got time before the break to cover uh, the last targeting method in your article, which is uh, my favorite new targeting method, which is custom intent audiences. Walk, walk us through that one, please. Yeah, absolutely. So custom intent audiences, I think, um, are probably the most interesting one and one of the most interesting targeting tactics I've seen advertisers get excited about. And it is that you can create audiences based off of search intent. So, for example, you want to get in front of someone who's, you know, searching pet products as the, based off of the example before. Um, mm -hmm. buy, pet, buy pet products, things of that sort. You can build audiences off of those keywords to, to show, to build, to drive a little bit more, I would say, demand-focused, um, conversion-focused, um, at traffic through the GDN. So I've seen really good results with this on the GDN. I've also seen really interesting results with this on YouTube, which is really exciting um, because you can actually um, kind of take that search data that you have, those top keywords that you have, and start targeting them on YouTube, you know, based off of what people's search history is. Google has so much data on us. Mm -hmm. like. Like so much data on us that like why not utilize that behavioral data that they have to drive a lot more of a conversion focused experience. So right. of the three targeting tactics, this has actually been the one that I see um, perform the best. Um, definitely, I think is a little bit, as I said, more conversion focused. It's a little bit more kind of last click based off of the search keywords that you're that you're targeting um, can be a little bit more of a direct, you know, acquisition focus. Right. Just wanted to underscore a couple of things there. One is that um, we're talking about a targeting method that's like a combination of custom affinity audiences and in-market audiences. So you're kind of creating your own in-market audience that's uh, um, even more hyper-targeted than the ones that Google supplies. And uh, the other thing is we have to take another break to hear from sponsors, so uh, let's let's all hang tight, and we'll be right back. PPC Rockstars. We'll be back after we click through our sponsors. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business -business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. The pursuit of PPC continues. Welcome back to PPC Rockstars. Here's your host, David Zatella. And we're back with Natalie Bereda going into the home stretch here. Uh, let's see. I wanted to make sure we touched on uh, something you just mentioned, which is YouTube advertising. Um, you, you had written another article on the AdStage blog called Four Reasons Search Marketing is Search marketers are excited about YouTube advertising. So why are you excited about YouTube advertising, Natalie? You know, I have been excited about YouTube for a bit um, now, but especially after Google Marketing Live, I'm much more excited about it. I'm very excited to start to be able to play with the new um, TrueView, the TrueView ad types. Although I hate the TrueView name. I, I just, they're very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> There's 15 different type of TrueView ad types. I have a whole thing about it. But no, I'm, I'm ex really excited about it. Probably the most, the thing that I'm most excited about is the ability to target YouTube TV. So I work at, at Point I work with our programmatic team who is constantly talking about connected TV, showing ads on Hulu, things like that. Advertisers get really excited about that. I get really excited about that. It has, it has a very strong cool factor, right? Mm. Um, but with the ability to target YouTube TV and the fact that YouTube TV is growing so incredibly quickly um, throughout the U.S., I think it's available 85% of uh, U.S. households and nearly 100 TV markets. It's expanding out. It's, one, I think, one of the fastest-growing streaming services right now. Um, with that, I think being able to like show your ads on YouTube TV, have that extremely like customized experience. It, it, it feels like old school TV advertising, right? Yeah. But it's measurable. It's much more customizable. You know who you're getting in front of. You're delivering the right message to the right people. Like I am a YouTube TV customer and I see ads that are extremely customized to me and I get really excited about it um, because I think that, it's it's very interesting where the industry is going now, and it really is showing how this digital first mentality is going to be more and more important to advertisers moving forward. Okay, so how does this appear on uh, YouTube TV? Um, are, are there commercial breaks in the middle of um, of uh, uh, programming, or um, do they does do the ads appear kind of off to the side or in the corner or at the bottom? How, how, what are the options there? 
it's it's just like a regular television. So it's in in the middle of a program, just like it normally would be. Um, but it'll kind of have like a countdown at the top that'll show like you know ad ends in X amount of time. So that's a little different from regular TV advertising, but um, it's very very similar. So okay. um, it, you it's a pretty seamless experience. I've kind of uh, been saying that me getting YouTube TV is like me stepping back into being like a cable customer and not being a cord cutter anymore um because that's kind of what it feels like you have a tv guide you go and you watch tv and you get the commercial breaks just like normal but the the commercials are significantly more customized to me okay so um what is youtube reach planner so youtube reach planner is Historically, you haven't really had an opportunity to really plan out YouTube campaigns really well. Um, you could go and kind of scope out that, you know, these placements that we might want to show video, that we might want to show ads, receive X amount of views. Um, these channels have X amount of subscribers, things like that. Um, but Reach Planner allows us to actually start planning out YouTube campaigns. So just like we have the keyword planner and the display planner where you can go and apply the different audience types and apply um, the different placements that you want to show on and get an idea of like what the actual reach is, now we have the opportunity to do that with YouTube, which we haven't had a chance to do in the past. So it's, uh, it's like grown-up advertising. It's like uh, advertising in the traditional TV industry. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's exactly what it is. It's, um, I think that the connected TV push on the programmatic side and then even like YouTube, um, branching out into YouTube TV is really going to cause advertisers to think about, uh, at least right now, think about shifting their traditional TV dollars to connected TV. And then I think ultimately it's going to have to happen. Um, because, as more and more advertisers want to get in front of the millennial demographic, things of that sort, these are the cord cutters. These are the people who, you know, have Hulu, have YouTube TV, have Netflix, things like that. Um, So making sure that you are where your customer is is going to be the best way to drive results. And the measurable part of it is, um, I think, what will really help stand out because unlike me, you actually have an idea of how many people have seen it and all that. Hey, Natalie, I have some bad news. Oh, no. We're at the end of the show. Well, Well, it was a pleasure. And it was great having you on. You're a a gem, and uh, we'll surely have you on again. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me. You're welcome. It was great chatting this morning. Definitely. And listeners, thanks for hanging with us. Come on back next time for another episode of PPC Rockstars. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.